right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up live show brought to you by the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> and there's a drive into deep left field by Cassianos, and that's a home run, and that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. Solly here. Pie Man is here. Hello. Hello. Really glad to be with you. What a, what a heck of a day. TC is here. Hello, TC. Hello. Can you guys explain to my wife tonight that uh, why we're why our uh, anniversary dinner is being postponed? <laughs> I believe you could blame Mr. Monahan for that, and I believe you'll find a way to do that before tonight's show is over. <laughs> Neil Schuster is here. Hello, Neil. Oh, good being with you. It was a thrill watching TC work the phones. Fucking phones. I need phones, baby. <laughs> TC had two phones on his ear all day, just with his just with his sources. Unbelievable. Our resident journalist was all over the telly today doing some big J journalism. Kevin Van Valkenburg is here. Hello, KVV. Hey, Sally. Uh, I've never gotten to go on tour, so I'm so excited. The first one I get to go on might be a Neom, so thank you for that. <laughs> for the record, this show is presented by our friends at High Noon, as you all know, the moment everyone has been waiting for. The High Noon Pool Pack is back. You can grab a case, text the group. I've been passing out cases. Uh, we had a friend come over for dinner last night. I gave him a case on the way out of the house. I'm making so many friends to, thanks to my High Noon supply. Uh, they got lime, peach, and the limited edition flavors, which are both of my favorites, guava and kiwi and it's made with real vodka, real juice, has 100 calories, gluten-free, has no added sugar, and you can look for High Noon on Drizzly or at your local convenience or liquor store or at highnoonspirits.com to find it near you. Cannot say enough great things about uh, the High Noon sun sips, especially as summer is about to kick off. Guys, we're doubling up here because this is going to be a popular show. Uh, as you can see here, I'm fitted in my favorite Roback white hoodie. You guys know Roback. These guys understand quality. There's only one way to describe Roback. That is best fit, best feel. They are kicking off summer. It is the perfect time to load up on the best gear that we own. Their performance polos are fantastic. They've got these awesome USA-themed designs. You go to see me wearing one of those in the LACC video that went up recently, that our film room match that TC put my you know, ass I got in. The tanimal, TC tanimal is baby. wearing the, uh, the Tanimal outfit to stunt on me yet. Again, the four-way stretch and moisture-wicking fabric, the polos will get you through a warm summer day on the course. The performance hoodies are the stretchiest, softest hoodies in golf. If you want to be comfortable and relaxed on the course, then wear a rowback hoodie. Can't take them off, and when we do take them off, I'm usually wearing a Q-zip. I'm very sad to be hearing uh, that the end of Q-zip season here is, is happening here in Florida. So uh, everywhere we go, we are seeing rowback, and with Father's Day approaching, you can use code NLU on rowback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K. .com, 20% off polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and more with code NLU. Summer is calling. Listen, Boom, we're gonna, we're gonna have, that was smooth. That was a night. That was a smooth transition. All right. baby. You ready to talk Ludwig? Well, <laughs> sorry, you're right. I was going to say, until the Piffs wants to sponsor us, we got to run a lot of ads on this show, guys. I'm sorry. We are the new PGA Tour here. DJ, what, what, what do you got for us? Well, we also had to work today. Like, so, you know, someone's got to pay when we actually have to work. You know, <laughs> I, I, I feel like... Uh, it was a true, I went to the coffee shop this morning, minding my own business, had just, I'd say four things on my to-do list today. It was going to be a really easy day. It was, uh, Neil, you know that uh, that scene in The Usual Suspects 
when, when our guy, he takes a sip of coffee and he realizes the Kaiser Soze thing, he drops it on the floor. And just Barbershop quartet. Are you freaking <laughs> kidding me? That was essentially me today. I'm just like phone melted out of my hand. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, like very surreal day. I thought well, I was having I'm a not stroke. Sh- I'm not sure about you guys. I thought I was getting punked. For I sure. thought it was, I was Definite. like, that's a fake account. Like that's a fake account. CNBC fakes for sure. AI has gone too far. Uh, so I sent a Slack note around like 10. He was like, Hey guys, I'm going to a doctor's appointment. Uh, they, somebody told me there's a, a big news from the DP world tour. And I kind of in my head did the Michael Keaton wanking GIF. Like, Oh yeah, big news. <laughs> <you're sure." laughs> okay. And you then roll sure enough, coming. it's, it's just, you know, things started to blow up. I think there's some, our doctor is probably sending somebody at child protective services a message of like, this dude came to an appointment today and didn't pay any attention to any of the stuff about the birth of his child. That's about to happen here in a few weeks. So best tweet of maybe of the day, the max mayor said, uh, live golf, just pulled off the Michael Scott paper company in real life. As, I don't, as someone who doesn't watch the wire, what, what does that mean? That's from the oh, office. Or, sorry, or the office. Uh, I did watch the wire. So uh, Dunder Mifflin paper company, Michael Scott quit it and was running a business that was just the Michael Scott paper company. It was just to, basically to sabotage Dunder Mifflin. They were undercutting their clients, basically giving away paper for free. And it was killing Dunder Mifflin, but they had no room to run. The, the company was going to run out of money. And they just like came back to the negotiating table and like, called the bluff of the other company and they bought him out and it, it's like it's not a perfect analogy but it was really really good uh, and i greatly enjoyed that one today it's also funny how much easier to understand today was because i've been watching so much succession totally agree <laughs> i totally totally agree i was like oh okay this makes sense i've seen this one before i, I what they're doing yeah this makes total sense i'm wondering if the people involved in this have been watching too much succession and we're like right. we got to do it we got to do a deal like this guys we got to do something Bear hug. yeah <laughs> um, it's not a merger it's not a merger guys can Should we, we start there, TC? Yes. Let's start there, TC. Let's, yeah. let's start there. So we're going to just run. Bear with me just for a second. I'm trying to bullet point this out. I'm probably going to stumble. I'm probably going to trip all over the place. But let me just kind of a true like what do we know and when did we know it uh, situation. This comes from truly like from the moment I dropped my coffee on the ground until right now. I think we've been on the phone the whole time calling, texting, whatever with uh, anybody who we will kind of pick up the phone. And uh, I feel like we're in a pretty good spot. And so kind of here's what we know. First of all, TC, you said merger. CNBC said merger. Golf Channel said merger all day. I said not a merger. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me correct the record there. I apologize to you, TC. You're not the merger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a merger. I think that was the big thing that, like, as soon as that was the first red flag that went off for me. As That's well, what blew my mind. It was like, was like, no way. Why? It's so, not gas. Yeah, it's not gas. <laughs> it's not gas. And, and so uh, I think the, the reason to point that out is merger. Maybe this is just me, but that really infers like a 50-50, like your skills plus my skills coming together. We can really dominate. What I think this was instead is kind of a uh, live bots are not going to like this kind of a snuffing out of of live. I think that the PIF wanted a seat at the table for a really long time. They wanted a way into the ecosystem of golf. They started live kind of as like a Trojan horse way to do that. And that's what they ended up getting today. But, but that's conjecture. I, it's it's a new entity. It is. It's a new entity. So what's going to really end up happening is that the PJ Tour is splitting into two entities. You're keeping the classic 501c6, which sounds like it's going to be kind of merger, but louder is really good. <laughs> 501c6 is going to remain intact, which is going to handle kind of all the boring stuff, I think. Tour operations, uh, retirement plans, administrative stuff, things like that. And then we're also going to be starting a new for-profit entity. Uh, let's refer to that as NUCO, as uh, the PJ Tour likes the to do. The hundreds. 
the hundred. Well, we're, actually, let's refer to that as the hundred. <laughs> Sorry if you don't watch Succession. So, what's going to happen with the hundred, Neil? Here's what's going to happen: the PJ Tour is going to put all of its commercial business interests into the hundred. The DP World Tour is going to put all of its commercial interests into the hundred. Golf Saudi, the PIF, is going to put all of its commercial interests into the hundred, of which include Live. It, which includes Live, which As probably right includes the Mina Tour. The Asian tour, the Mina tour, the all Mina that tour. that big investment in uh, in Asian Mina golf. Say what tour? I gotta imagine all that. Chain smokers is in included. <laughs> chain smokers were kind of part and parcel with does, both. So does that include the? They had already merged. The ladies, you know? the the Aramco stuff. The probably. Yeah, I believe right? it would. I think it's all their golf. All their golf entities get thrown into this new company. I'm not going to keep calling it the hundred. That's very confusing. It all gets thrown into this new company, and what they're going to basically do over the next. Yasser said three weeks on CNBC. That sounds impossibly fast. Uh, I would imagine it's going to take a lot longer than that. But get layered on the deal. <laughs> they're uh, are, uh, they're going to try to come up with a valuation for what that new company is worth, right? So let's just use big round numbers. Let's say it's worth ten billion dollars, and then they are going to basically let the PIF not live. The PIF buy into that new company as an equity stake. So if it's worth say, $10 billion, $4 billion and they want to buy 20%, that's going to cost them $2 billion, right? And so that's what's going on. That money is essentially like kind of just like walking around money for the PJ Tour now, right? I mean, that that's it's basically on top of what's already being funded, on top of how the business already runs. It's basically kind of pulling a new company like kind of out of nowhere and giving it like, I'm saying two billion as an example, but I would imagine it's going to be a fuckload of money uh, as just like a supercharged way to go do a lot of things that we're going to get into. DJ, you want to hit the mission? The mission. Uh, so what this really does is it, it kind of like allows the PJ Tour to take on private like equity investors for the first time. So you've heard on this podcast hundreds and hundreds and hundreds three years. of times that the tour is a 501c6. It's a membership run organization that limits the amount of things that they can do. It means they can't just write Rory McIlroy a $20 million check. It means they got to handle fields certain ways. It means they got to treat the mules humanely. It means they've got to do like a, a lot of different things that membership organizations have to do. But as part of this, uh, Neil, there's a couple very important things. Yasser Al-Rumayan, the, the guy you saw on CNBC, the guy who is the chairman of the chairman of the PIF, I believe is Correct. His, his title. He is going to be the chair of this new company, whereas Jay Monahan is going to be the CEO. But the PJ Tour is going to retain the majority voting rights. So essentially, the PJ Tour controls what's going on here. So I, I would just throw a little bit of cold water up front on like the Saudis bought golf, the Saudis run the PJ Tour, the Saudis, you know, basically took over everything. Yasser is Jay's boss. All of that stuff, I, I think we're going to have to get a little deeper into it and, and might be just a little misguided. And we will. But let's keep keep hitting the, the finer points and then we can uh, break so, it down. So, Neil, your next question probably is uh, what happens to these existing tours, right? What happens to the PJ Tour? What happens to the DP World Tour? What happens to the Live Tour? All of these things. Great question, Neil. By all accounts, the PJ Tour is going to stay pretty much exactly how it is now. They're getting ready to release their schedule for 24. That schedule is probably going to look very similar. Maybe a couple changes in I, who knows, right? Who knows what will happen over the next couple weeks before that schedule kind of comes out. But I think they're going to stick to their same designated events schedule. They're going to stick to kind of all the changes that they've made over the last couple years will probably, you know, stay intact at least through 23 and probably into 24. 
What's going to happen, and I think ditto for the DP World Tour. What's going to happen to the Live Tour is very interesting in that I think things are, by all accounts, going to just finish throughout 2023. They obviously have their schedule. They've got their their uh, you know whole list of events that they're playing. They're going to finish out 2023, and then they kept using this phrase like empirical evaluation, right? They're going to really, once that season finishes, they're going to take a hard look. They, they kept saying empirical, which is really funny yeah, to me. credits, baby. Because they're just going to look at like, let's really give this live thing a, a, a shot. Right. I don't know anything about it, but I want to yeah. learn about it. Yeah. Let's, let's check out their profit margin. Let's are the Ironheads, see what kind of money they're bringing Are in. the Ironheads worth $750 million? Yeah, or $2 billion. I mean, the Aces with the last valuation I saw was $2 billion. You know, who knows? So they're going to bring in some, uh, some people to investigate that, figure out kind of what these things are worth, and then make a decision, you know, my words here, kind of like if or how uh, team golf fits into the future of elite professional golf. My interpretation of that simply is just like, we're really going to let you down easy here, but like, hey, we, we kind of need live to go away and like, we're not going to like stunt on you on, on TV right here and we're not going to squash this thing right away. But like, we want your money, but like your, your concept is not what we're looking for here. Not, not going to, not going to work here anymore. Well, all right, let's uh, keep it rolling on specifics so we can, we can yeah. pontificate and, and bloviate on, on, you know, our, our, personal opinions on sure so uh neil i'm sure next question is probably what happens to these live guys right so you've got the iron heads and the cliques all these guys really really you know just trying to finish high in that team championship rounding out 23 uh what happens when they want to now come back to the pj tour uh starting in 24 not a lot of clarity around that uh as best we can understand kind of from all the people and players and everybody that we kind of talk to is that there's going to be a reapplication process. So everyone from Phil to Bryson to Brooks to Cam to C1 Kim can go through that process. I think it's going to be really interesting in that there's probably a little bit of discretion as far as how that reapplication process goes, right? Like, I don't think it's just fill out a form. I think that's like, I think there's going to be a lot of, there's probably going to be like a committee set up to weigh cases and kind of see like, Hey, a, tri a trial. Did you, a trial? I, would, it's a yeah. board. I would call it a death panel, but I don't think we want to <laughs> use those terms. Uh, I think it's probably some combination of like Ed Hurley, some players, maybe Jimmy Dunn and a few others just swinging the hammer. Yes or no. Yeah. And I think that, just makes it really messy and really interesting and really fascinating and is going to give us a million things to laugh about and joke about and think about uh, over the next year or so here when we're, you know, that committee, so early in this, when that, so early, that committee is looking at things like, you know, hey, did you perhaps tweet this on uh, March 6th? Hey, did you perhaps write up bylaws for a new league? Uh, you know, <laughs> Stan Chingale, like did you tweet this this morning and then delete it? <laughs> uh, yeah. And also, I mean, in the case of someone like Dustin Johnson or something like, Hey, were you just like kind of pretty normal and cool uh, throughout the whole time? Like, all right, sweet. So what, it what I would the, have to, it's the scene of fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck, that's exactly what's going to happen here. That's, that's truly what's going to happen. So I think again, this is kind of speculation, but informed speculation based on a lot of the people that we talk to is as that application process goes, I have to imagine there's going to be like a pretty significant, and case by case fine for all of those people who want to come back. So for all of the people who are like, man, these guys like cash, big checks, they game, the system, all of that. I, I got to imagine me speaking here. I got to imagine that that is not going to quite be that simple. And it's going to be like, if you'd like to come back to the PJ tour, you can write us a big fucking check 
give me one of those big ones, Neil. I don't care. I'll take one of the big ones. And if not, if you don't want to do that, then uh, you're welcome to play on whatever tours are left. Oh, wait, by the way, we just fucking gobbled up all of them, which brings us to a whole Monopoly DOJ thing. Yeah. That we'll get into. Well, we'll get there. Let me, there's yeah. a few other bullet points I want to hit, which that was a is, tease. that was a tease. All, all pending litigation ends. Yeah. Yes. RIP to billable hours. Hate that <laughs> lawyers for our, are the for our lawyers. Losers. Hate right, that, yeah. but they're probably going to be useful when we have to get all these details out, which Yasser and Jay had no answers for on any interview today. Uh, and then, so we said there's a process to be established for players to reapply to the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour for membership at the end of the season. Um, and what else did we miss? Well, here? PGA it. Tour retains administrative oversight of the PGA Tour, including sanctioning of events. Yeah, so that I think is the key that you were talking about earlier, DJ. So it's basically like the the PIF getting a seat inside of the PJ Tour ecosystem. It, it is not like yes. the PJ Tour going to live golf. It's not the cliques taking over. It's not any of that stuff. It's it's basically taking the PJ Tour structure, essentially turning it into a private company and you know allowing people to uh, become Which private. Which is exactly what was... That's been proposed. That was proposed by Andy Gardner, and Jay wouldn't even take the fucking conversation. We'll get yes, there, and we'll but, definitely um, get there. Last thing right. I want to say. Last thing I want to say. All of this because Neil, I'm sure you're ripping your hair out about this part. Isn't this supposed to be a player-run organization? Where are the players? Why did nobody know about this? Which is a whole other thing we can talk about. Where are the parents too? <laughs> Where are the parents? All of this is a framework agreement, right? So all of this is Jay and Yasser have agreed to like kind of handshake terms like here's what the framework's going to look like drop the litigation and we'll move this thing forward so the lawsuits have gone away but all of this still needs to go through and be approved by the pj tour policy board which has you know players from the pack that sit on it which has a lot of other people that sit on it all all of those things so like it, while it's it, it seemed pretty fucking official today and the terms that they were talking about it it's it's not official yet the the policy board still has to push it through which now jay's next you know, 40, I don't know, 24 hours are, are even tougher because as everybody knows, he just had a player meeting, which we'll get into. We've got some insight from that. Uh, then he had to do, he had to meet with the media, take a bunch of questions. Then he had, uh, I think they've got a pack meeting tonight that got moved. And then I think they're doing another meeting after that with like what I'll call the Delaware group, basically like the, the players that were in the room, the kind of the big dick players. Uh, so he's going to play the players, not the players. And so he's going to have to kind of, uh, maybe not Joaquin Neiman in that group, but yeah, oh, the yeah. horses, not so the mules. He's, he's going to have to get yelled at by many, 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 many people today. Uh, what do we miss? Does that all make sense? That's I think all that I makes sense. Let's go around the horn. Sally, I'm going to kick it to you. Let, let, what's what's your take? Have a take. Don't suck. I want to uh, I want to just first. It's been like eight hours, nine hours, maybe the craziest day of craziest day of my career. Easily doing this, but now you just like roll off the tongue. It rolls off the tongue of like Jay and Yasser. Like this is fucking insane. <laughs> like we have not paused to say like how fu I I could not. We have followed this story from the go back going back three years as closely as possible. Almost everything that has happened to this point has been rumored in some way. Like there's rumblings, there's smoke, there's a shitload of smoke out there that doesn't ever lead to anything. There was not a peep on any of this. Like truly, truly remarkable. There was not a peep on any of this. None of the players knew about it. I still am like struggling to, I think everyone's kind of struggling to come to terms with it. And I think again, not a good, I, I see how like channels uh, mind control you like through news channels. I literally at the gym, 
CNN and Fox News are on two different screens, and I watch them cover the same stories, and I watch them just like angle things in there. Bad start was, hey, this merger between the two tours. Because my again, my first thought was, this is fake. This is not actually real. What is actually happening here? And of course, when you dig in to the details a little bit, it does start to make sense. I think there's a lot to not like about it and a lot to talk about. Um, but again, I cannot express how shocking this was. And we did not see this coming, so I don't want this to come off as an I told you so. I, I, I told you so in any way, but like nothing that happened today was what any of us thought was like eminently going to happen. But there's a lot of a reason why a lot of us had this kind of stance on live that we did because it was never about the golf. It just never was like that was a huge core reason why I never liked it, it was like, look at what these dudes are doing. This is about sports washing their regime. It's about advancing in the business world. It's about normalizing doing business with them. It, it just made no sense to dump all that money into golf on these players with no eyeballs on it and continue to do so. It didn't make sense from a from a business standpoint. What they got today is exactly what they wanted. The PGA Tour is an enormous, enormous commerce center. It's where a ton of business gets done. And the, the, the PIF is a sovereign wealth fund that is looking to add to that fund. The golf aspect of this was always a teeny tiny aspect of their future plans for their country and, and for their finances. They want to do business around the world. They want to normalize doing business with Saudi Arabia in general. And holy shit, did they accomplish that here? They advanced their entire agenda almost through to completion in terms of wanting to have a seat at the table. They can rub elbows now with important CEOs in the U.S. And the PGA Tour has completely enabled them in that. And maybe this was all more inevitable than I realized or understood. But that's what happened here today. That's why they are, wanted to do this. Why the PGA Tour did it was, hey, we just like funded our, our, our tour with a shit ton of money and wiped out our biggest threat all in one blow. Is it gross? Is it like extremely hypocritical? Are there some really tough questions that, that Monaghan and the leadership are going to have to answer an extremely upset uh, membership group that has did not leave and take the Saudi money that now are getting the Saudi money is getting forced on them and the guys that took the money might be coming back. It's going to be a total and complete shit show, yet at least... I can kind of see why they did this here today. I don't know if it's a bad decision making along the way that has led to this point, but yes, it makes it more sense than just like, hey, the two, like, Liv won this thing. Now the two tours are merging. It's like, no, that, Liv was just fine to let everyone die. And the PGA Tour finally caved in and said, let's just all get out of this. TC, over to you. Oh, baby. Man, I, you know what, Sully? I thought all this stuff was just about shotgun starts. It's about growing the game. Holes. Yeah, exactly. And Kids. you know, the game's going to be so big now. Wearing too. shorts. Come on, the Saudis um, are making golf their thing. Yeah. We're going to help. Guys, I uh, I go back to like three or four years ago when Jay Monahan wouldn't take the call from anybody and was arrogant and standoffish. And now he paints the tour into this corner to a point where they have to take this deal. The, the legal stuff wasn't going well. I don't think the DOJ investigation was big, but I think the I think they had him dead to rights on some things and they were pretty sloppy with both the majors and some of the collusion going on, you know, around vendors and that sort of thing. But you know what, overall, it's just like, I'd be so pissed if I'm Rory or if I'm any of these players who stuck around and were loyal. And I mean, you're looking at Jay Monahan and his cabal of execs there at the tour who hid behind the 9-11 families Duh. this week, last year. In Canada, like if I'm it's RBC, tough. if I'm a, if I'm the Canadian Open, I'm like, hey guys, two years in a row, can we get is, something? This here? is not cool. <laughs> we got Ludwig, um, man. Come on, <laughs> and and here. <laughs> yeah, basically trotted trotted that stuff out, and then they're you know they're willing to have these conversations. What changed, Jay? 
You know, and then he says, yeah, I looked Yasser in the eye and I trusted him. Like, that sounds like George W. Bush no, looking uh, Putin in the eye. I think you added the looked him in yeah, the yeah, eye. Yeah, that was George <laughs> W. Bush. So he spent 10 minutes with him and immediately trusted no, him. No, no, they had lunch and played golf. Okay. Twice, well, yeah. anyway, I just think, like, Jay painted him into this corner and then does this. And it's like, oh, see, like, this was our only way out. Yeah, because of all of your actions and all of all of this stuff. Also, I have no idea how this is ever going to pass muster with the DOJ and the FTC. Like if, I know if, it, if, if this was if this was anti-competitive already, they all spent tens of millions of dollars building a case about you know antitrust stuff, and now they're going to supercharge it. It's it's yeah. it's like the legal stuff is yeah. Let's you know accuse each other of it, but now let's go away with the legal stuff because it doesn't it doesn't help anymore. It, isn't it isn't it funny how just like expensive it is to or, or like how much cheaper it would be to just say the quiet part out loud. Oh you know what I mean? God. It's just tens and tens of millions of dollars to just like yeah. pretend like nobody's going to say the quiet part out loud. And I know the legal fees are, you know, those were mounting. That's an immediate savings for the tour that was flowing out the door. A significant um, amount, like a, a shocking yeah, but, amount to the players. What one player told us what, how much was he spending on, on today? Like half a million dollars? Like Personally. it's just bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the tour is probably spending 30 to 50 million a year right now, just on, just on this case alone. Which Sounds to your, like to your point, yeah. TC, I, I would push back slightly on like the, the case wasn't going well. Cause I think like, I think the case was going well for the PJ tour. I think the point was that it was just going to like continue, like continue to be dragged out and dragged out and dragged out yeah. and dragged out. But I also, think that, and that was, I think like the inflection point was like just understanding from Yasser, from whoever, just like, no man, we have, let me write a number on a, on a sheet of paper for you. Here's the war chest we have just for yeah. legal fees. And well, like, you said it earlier, Deej. You're like, hey, he, like he set aside, he's earmarked $5 billion just to put the PGA tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, no, cool. to, to fund, to keep live going. Basically like, just like, without we're it, here to, to kind of destroy the PGA tour. Like, here's the amount of money that we have. Yeah. And this is and our goal. So I, th I think there's something there, especially with like, and I'm sure Liv will try to do the the failing firm defense thing, which is I'm told from a couple of antitrust people of like, hey, we're not a going concern. We're not going to survive without this. And the whole thing with that is like, A, it never works. And B, that's not going to work because you set this thing up to fail, like like not to succeed in the first yeah. place. It's, it's not a profitable enterprise to begin with. Um, but in, I, I can't help but think like the Secretary of State lands in Saudi Arabia today, right after this is announced, Saudi Arabia was tr was talking about cutting oil production uh, over the weekend. Maybe they staved that off. I just like maybe there's stuff happening. Phil was in, right. Phil you know, was right. in in the government here saying that hey, this will this will all be washed away. But based on what the what the you know connected DOJ stands to 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 you know what what they purport to be, they, they don't like they don't support this sort of of merger agreement very often. KVV, let's go to you. Yeah, just a surreal day. Uh, definitely had the AI deep fake impression early on. Uh, it was a great reminder of how weird Twitter is now without the blue checkmark stuff, as you don't know, like, wait, is this the actual CNBC account or is this like someone faking a CNBC account? Oh, wait, no, there it is actually on the television. I saw wait. Bryson just tweeted something at us. Is yeah. It, wait, is that the real Bryson? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Crazy. Bryson, uh, I don't think you want to do this, man. I don't. Send him, send him the link. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> hey, pop in, Bryson. We'd love, yeah, we'd love to have you. You're familiar with YouTube from what I've told. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think I, I was there at the very first live event. So I feel like it's sort of a surreal kind of uh, full circle moment for me. Um, obviously, I have have not been shy about uh, some of my moral um, objections to some of this stuff. Uh, you know, I'm 
I think that the the interesting part of, I mean, I, yeah, we all read that Graham Wood article in the Atlantic years ago about talking about, you know, as as tough as you might think things are in Saudi Arabia, like they could be way worse if someone other than MBS was sort of running things. There is progress going. It was sort of favored in a, you know, shot in a very favorable light. And after I tweeted that and after I was in London, I had a couple like actual like Saudi dissidents reach out to me and be like, you know, it's just all a front. It's all a front for the sort of, you know, the PR stuff they're doing up front. They're still torturing people. They're still killing gay people. I, please don't be part of this stuff. And so we got on the phone and talked and, and I, I'm bummed, uh, sad for those people who are, you know, going to just feel like in the end that the sports washing totally worked. And I just don't know really any other way to, to look at it like this. I mean, it, we knew that money was going to sort of be the end all kind of nuclear weapon in all this. And turns out that that was the case. And maybe this was sort of like the, you know, the death before dishonor sort of moment for the PGA tour. Like uh, they, they had to choose between, are they going to die? Or are they going to sort of dishonor themselves and sort of admit like, Hey, you know, we, we didn't actually have the firepower to, to kill this off. And so they absorbed it in a way. And, and honestly, Saudi Arabia got exactly what they wanted is that they're going to have, you know, a say in this, they're going to be able to have connections with major business leaders. They'll probably be a, a PGA tour sponsored event in Saudi Arabia at some point. I would have to think that that was part of the sort of like, handshake agreement of like, Hey, you know, if we go away, like you need to sort of throw us a bone on some of this stuff. And I think that in the long run, like Saudi money is just going to be everywhere. It's going to be in sports everywhere. And people like me are going to have to sort of accept that and get used to it and sort of, uh, you know, do what soccer fans did, which is kind of create a disconnect in it. Uh, because, you know, obviously there's a lot of countries out there with a lot of money and there's a lot of bad, I'm reminded of that scene in the West wing where, you know, CJ is trying to get, uh, you know, the secretary of state to sort of not sell weapons. And she's like, you know, it's a big world and everybody's got guns. You know, it's, a, and it, it's just the same thing. Neil, you said this in our chat today, like gas wins wars, not bullets. That's like, I think a quote from you know, World War II stuff and that turned out to be true. Oil still runs the world and it probably always will until we're fighting for water. That's diminishing. So let me pick, let me pick it up right there. KVV. I got to get my take in here. Boom. I, I feel like from. Over the last year, but since the beginning when, when Liv started ramping up, I, the way I've kind of, you know, we get a lot of what about China, what PGA Tour does business, what about Uber, you know, a lot of what aboutism stuff. And it's always been, maybe this was just a, a blanket of security for me, easier for me to comprehend if the the money from a foreign government, whether you like them or not, was being, for lack of a better term, laundered through an independent organization. So to me, it was different if PGA Tour is working with China. That's what these executives are paid for to evaluate if that money's worth it. Can we do this? Is that, you know, is that good business or not? That's that's kind of up for them to decide. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Mm -hmm. It was always a little bit of jumping the shark for me when it was now a foreign government, whether it was the U.S., Norway, you tell me, name a government or Saudi Arabia is just going to run the league. Mm-hmm. And they're going to decide and, and try to host tournaments that are going to declare who the best golfer in the world is. I I, I struggle with that concept of and not doing, having the the intermediary. And you're doing direct PR for that government. Yes, exactly. And so their goals are always going to be different than identifying the best golfer, which is basically what I care about, probably what you guys care about. So in that sense, I feel like this solves that on paper, This the idea of this, right? So now they are basically, the pith is now a supercharged Optum or, you know, Grant Thornton. Right. So, I mean, at the players, they're probably going to see a Ramco right there next to Morgan Stanley. Right. So like, yeah, that's, that's the, like you said, it's happening in every other sport. 
on paper, I guess that's the lesser of two evils for me. I mean, it was clear, like we said earlier, Liv's not going away. Then there's going to be the argument, okay, and now is the PGA Tour's corrupted, the calls coming from inside the house, all that stuff. I mean, they've gone to great lengths with all these TV appearances today to say, like, no, they maintain control of the PGA Tour. I guess we have to wait and see on that. But I think, and this is all personal, but my take is that, you know, there are some smart financial people at the PGA Tour. When you start jacking up these purses, it's not hurting this year because everybody's kind of like rally around the flag. But I think you look two years out, you look three years out, you look at the what the legal fees cost and you look at doubling the purse sizes. Maybe you can get some of these sponsors to, to pay up. But I think a lot of the longtime ones are like, I'm not paying double for the same product. Right. Like it'd be like us going to somebody and saying, pay double for the ad read. Well, that doesn't work for my CPA, man. So I'm sorry. We're going to have to go look elsewhere. And, also and that's just like- the fact. And like I'm sure that the the CFO, the financial guys at the tour, are like, yo, this doesn't look good. We're and your demographic, and your demographics going like this and dying. And off. and all we and the only lever we have to pull is more commercials, right? Yeah. Or this or that. So what this does is it closes the gap, right? The PIF basically is gonna float this probably because I think another piece of the the uh, high level details, I think there is a combined. Everyone's putting their stuff into a new entity. I think outside of that, I feel like the, the PIF might be offering like more money as well as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're going to, it's not just them buying in equity, but they're also probably going to do a, a ton of stuff just as an OMP, official marketing partner, right? So that is a, a, a bit of a safety net now, right? And so if you think about it, then DJ, you said this earlier, if you lobotomize yourself <laughs> and you take out all of this drama and bullshit that's happened the past two years, on paper, it probably does put the tour in a much stronger position. But it's hard to do that, KVV, with all the stuff you just outlined, the geopolitical stuff, the human rights stuff. It's harder. Now, for me, it's still better than the alternative of live outright winning. And for me, that was because a foreign government, Saudi Arabia, name the government. I just don't like that idea of them running a pro sport. I really do feel this way. It's going to feel extra stinky if all of a sudden JT and Max have to get up there and like do PR work for the Saudis, right? And I think that it's a totally different situation if that happens to be the case. Now, at the same time, if I'm tour leadership, I I have seen how the Saudis have fought in this, how they've played this game. It's been dirty. It's been really dirty at a lot of different levels. And now you've let them in the house, right? Now you are taking billions of dollars for them. They're not going to want nothing for that, right? So I don't know. Once that, once they have this seat at the table, I don't think the PJ Tour really has all that much leverage of, to keep them at a distance. Like, I think it's going to be rather pervasive at this level of investment. Now, is it about, you know, invest? I don't know exactly what their plans are for the advertising, but when you pay an organization billions of dollars, you are expected to get something in return. We know what they wanted out of live and that was to get into this ecosystem. But where it goes from here is where like, I, if I'm the tour, I don't know how you can trust these guys for, for what, you know, what they're buying something here. I don't know if you could possibly lay out what that actually is at this point. I think the hardest part about that is, and I don't know that we've, you know, Neil, you, you were scratching at this, but like, I don't know what the alternative option for the tour was Tron. I know we talked about this earlier and I think you're totally right. And like, the alternative option was four years ago, sit down with Andy Gardner and the PGL and and figure out a different source of funding and unlock all of this private capital and private investment and like do all of that stuff like a, a number of years ago, right? But if you're not going to do it four years ago and just like on June 6th, 2023, you got to make a decision. Like, I don't know what other decision they had, if I'm being totally honest. And that sucks because like when I, the first 
gut reaction I had to the news was just like, fuck this, fuck that. You've just been saying for two years, these people are awful. I, you've never had to be, you know, apologize for being a member of the PJ tour. Here come the nine 11 families, all this stuff. And now you're going to go take their money, like fuck off, which I still feel that way to, to an extent. But the more I thought about it all day, I'm like, man, I, I don't totally know what the, what the alternative option well, and, was because and of the slow gas leak you're talking about, Neil. Even if you do, and that's you know, and that sucks. Let's say by the way, that's up, not like an endorsement of of yeah. this decision. But even if you do the PGL stuff early on, guys are still going to sell their stake. That's not to say the Saudis couldn't amass a stake here, you know. And like well, they had the people say, they were involved. Yeah, but then they weren't, but like they could always, you know, you could always buy back in or like when, when there's a market for it. Right. But like, you know, how many, yeah, like the devil's in the details, right? How many board seats are the Saudis going to get? Um, you know, like how, how is the like one on the PGA tour policy board? But yeah, but the PGA tour policy board, like, does, is that still just controlling the PGA tour? Like what's the new entity governance structure going to look like? Yeah. You know? That's where I think it's, they have, they are outnumbered on that. Right. That's that I think is the key detail with like Yasser being chairman. The PJ tour still has the, the yeah. representation. Majority, the, majority state. But majority state. like, you know, if you have fishers there, like the way the boards work, right. Is like, if you have fishers in your board and there's people that disagree on different sides of things, like it's not oh, like PCs. you're voting as a clean block. Start hitting me with, with jargon, poison pills. No, bear well, hugs, yeah, it's like, you know? it's like, let's say you have some dipshit on your board who like, you know, let's say Grayson Murray's on the board or James Hans <laughs> on the board. Like, you know, like there's, there's stuff there. There's, let's say Randall Stevenson goes rogue. There's all sorts of <laughs> stuff there. You know, it, I don't know. It's just, I guess for me though, it's like, it's, it's the way that it's, it's how reactive the tour was and how arrogant they were until they weren't. So it's like, you know what? Well, Cody, maybe we can get New that strategy. graphic up of uh, the guy that got stabbed. Uh, <laughs> it's the quote from like, what are you going to do? Stab me? Like, well, yeah, man, that's kind of what we're going to do. Right. Like, so that's kind of what happened here with the tour, I think. Real quick, before I don't know when we're going to find gaps in the show to be able to do this, but I, I got I to gotta say, we uh, surprised we got this far without. I thought you guys wanted to talk U.S. Open longest day in golf. I, I thought we went a totally different direction there. But, of course, Titleist is the number one ball in golf each and every day, especially on golf's longest day when a tee time in the U.S. Open is on the line. And in total, there were more than 800 juniors, amateurs, college golfers, club pros, and tour pros who teed it up in a U.S. Open final qualifier with the hopes of punching a ticket to Los Angeles Country Club. 77% of them played a Titleist Pro V1 or Pro V1X golf ball, including Vanderbilt's Gordon Sargent. He won the Georgia sectional with rounds of 64 and 67 playing the Pro V1. PGA Tour rookie Carson Young, he's torched the Dallas qualifier with a 63-62 at the Pro V1X. Titleist has been the most played golf at all the U.S. Opens for, anyone want to guess? That's 74 years in a row, starting with Medina in 1949. LACC will, of course, make 75. On the game's biggest stages, in the game's biggest moments, the majority of the world, world's best, choose Titleist. Find the right golf ball for your game by visiting Titleist.com. I'm getting more breaking news coming through my ear just now. We have new no-laying-up rangefinder designs and a premium carrying case available now on precisionprogolf.com slash NLU. From now until June 20th, get $30 off all rangefinders with their Father's Day sale and get the new NLU designs today. We've been using the NX10 for over a year now. The rangefinder has been everything we've needed and more. Locks onto the target quickly. Lightning quick. The additional features such as the slope switch, HD optics, and magnetic cart mounts make the NX10 our go-to choice. You won't find a better customer care package in golf from free battery replacements to industry leading customer service 90 day money back guarantee there's a reason precision pro has been our trusted partner 
for years. So don't wait. Go to precisionprogolf.com slash NLU to save $30 and get the No Lang Up NX10 rangefinder and case today. Sorry to interrupt there, but where were we? Well, I think let's move into some questions, right? I think I, I, we put together a bit of an FAQ section um, just because there's a lot. Of, I think there's more questions than answers right now. I, I feel like we've laid out kind of our, our initial thoughts, kind of the nuts and bolts, the framework, as, as Yasser and Jay said to us. Uh, but I'm going to toss one out to you guys. What is the name of the new venture? Let's start there. The, uh, the so, only, I said this on Twitter. The only thing is the golf world is going to be unified on this name is going to be stupid. That's the only thing we can, <laughs> think we can guarantee. Fireballs Holdings, possibly. Uh, no, I have, obviously have, have no idea. I mean, I don't think anything's going like, to change. very bland. Like, uh, it sounds like it's just going to be the PGA Tour. I was going to say, I think the outward-facing thing is going to be just – I don't think anything's going to change with like the PGA Tour branding. I, I'm sure like the actual – company will be you know global golf holdings or the golf, you know the golf like court. <laughs> the football the, team <laughs> i saw something floating around of the international golf group or something that was a twitter handle that got grabbed up sometime in this month i don't know if there's anything to that at all but it, it, it will be done also of course i tweeted this out as well but ashley perez's comment about this new tour being iconic it, it rings it rings true it rang true at the time and it rings very true today we know it's going to be iconic could be the iconic golf tour uh, Deej, next question. TC, how much did the lawsuits influence this decision and how much did antitrust situation influence this decision? Uh, I'm told the lawsuits, yes. The antitrust, not so much. It was, quote, not pernicious enough to like bring this to, to such a point. But yeah, I mean, who knows, right? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure Jay will say one thing. I'm sure the tour lawyers would say something else. But uh, I, do, I get the sense that like, even though they'd had some rulings, like the, the PGA tour motion to dismiss did not get approved. And like, I don't think that was a good thing. Like that was going to at was best bleed st them dry, stretch it out. Yeah. Yeah. And at worst, like time's ticking. I don't know. I just, I, in, in like for the last two or three years, like Monahan's been sloppy with communications with the majors, with all sorts of stakeholders, strong arming vendors, hiring you know, PR firms to do muckraking, all that stuff. And it's like, dude, like, it's just like these same people should not be in charge of it moving forward. Even if we get through this and this gets approved, the people that led us to this point should not be the people to lead us forward. TCM, where does this, does I'm this imagining in my head, a scenario where Jay Monahan trying to teach Fred Ridley to use signal so they could have like <laughs> off the record, untraceable conversations. Yeah. It would have been, would have been way better. Does this, I, I got to think this, you said the antitrust stuff was not pernicious, but now is it a little more pernicious if the two people that were suing each other combined? Like, isn't there precedent that you can't do that? Totally. That's where I don't, that's where I, I struggle. I'm like, unless there's some, wink wink at the federal level which hey maybe you know maybe they're counting on dt to to you know take the w next year and then dt is going to say hey you know what I'm, I'm waving this through if you guys have have an open at turnberry or something like that like maybe that's in the cards here but uh, and not only that it's not just the doj you've got the it's this is the dp FTC. world tour too and, yeah and, and it's your like, like europe has to approve it europe I'm sure well Asia has to approve stuff. It. like they've yeah. made a lot of different rulings in the tech sector on antitrust that the doj hasn't come to the same conclusion or it's just taken longer so if i may just i said earlier that nobody called this i i must correct the record the only one man that i know that called this was dt uh when he talks about the inevitable merger with live coming that i just want to call that out the dt dt was right on this one where was this it was on truth social right this was right after cam won the open i guess yeah 
Yes, I think, I think that was. So he called this a, a long, long time ago. Which I think you should read the actual tweet. Just he said, all these it. golfers that remain loyal, quotes, to the very disloyal PGA in all of its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from PGA officials who are making millions of dollars a year. If you don't take the money now, you will get nothing after the merger takes place and only say how smart the original signees were. Good luck to all and congratulations to really talented Cam Smith on his incredible win. So, so I don't want to read it because it's not actually accurate, but I thought that's, it was very funny. That's interesting, though, because it brings up a good question about I think the for-profit entity is important detail because it probably enables them to make some of these guys that stuck around whole. Yes. That that has to be – that's why they're all furious in this player meeting, right? But, like, now it's probably like, hey, so, you know, to the Ooh. PIF, like, you got to pick up the, the check here. So, Neil, actually, Jay talked about this, and he did some media availability today, and there was a question, obviously, like, what do you, how do you look these players in the eye who – you basically said, be loyal to the tour. And, you know, they were, and then they got screwed out of hundreds of millions of dollars. It came up earlier in the show. We were talking about like that. Some of the live guys would pay back fines or whatever. It seemed less like that in Jay's mind. You know, he wasn't going to get specific about it and more like there will be, and he used this word equalization, uh, come around. So I would think that preparation, maybe, yeah, maybe live guys wouldn't be eligible for the pip, or maybe they wouldn't get that, that the guys who stayed would get money that live guys who came back would not get. So it would be like, they already got their money. Now you're going to get yours. We'll make sure that everybody feels essentially whole so that we can move forward without, you know, a bunch and we'll, of other. We'll make sure to launder it through some type of thing <laughs> where we slap a sponsor's name on it, such as the Comcast business top 10. Yes. Real quick though. I do think too, they don't have to do anymore. Just real quick is yeah. like now that it's a for-profit thing, like they can, they can run it. They don't have to do it like a membership. So, so Deej, you're, you're just envisioning the t-shirt cannon, baby. Like maybe, but I think that that was like part of the stupidity, of right? It was like, yeah. because of the member, is that what you're going to say, Tron? Well, yeah. So, a, a, I was gonna say, like, I think a lot of those live signing bonuses too. Like, they were like three and five year deals. So they, like, a lot of these guys have only made, you know, I'm sure a lot of them were 33 percent or 50 percent up front or whatever. But like, they haven't made all of their deal, and I doubt they get paid out on the full amount of the deal. No, but right? I think it's a fair amount was up front, and then also yeah. the two of the four year deals will have passed, right? So consider the, you know, I, I, th I would think guys totally. of upfront money they got. Greater than fifty percent of it, at least. Yeah, and I know each case uh, is different, but yeah, or through through two years. But also, I think too, it's just yeah, it seems like the for profit nature of this. You know, they can be subjective with they like you don't even need the pip anymore, right? You just pay guys out. It's just yeah. a matter of yeah. I struggle to think how is this how does this all sit where competitions and all this stuff still sits within this five hundred one c six, and then you've got some of this other holding stuff with the you know I know PGA Tour superstores and. Uh, TGL and all that stuff already sits in there, but like, you know, basically, I, you know, I'm sure anything franchise they do or anything like, it sounds like all the broadcast rights are going up into this holding company. It seems like such a sham from like almost tax avoidance, and I'm sure that that Jay's basically sitting in there saying talk to all the mules, you're going to have equity in this holding company, and that equity is going to be worth, you know, let's say you're gonna you're gonna have. 0.1% of 0.1% and that that's going to be worth $15 million. Right. Woof, woof TC. <laughs> but I don't, but I, scraps are going to be millions. I'm going to have to ask about <laughs> it 55 more times before I understand the, the, you know, not for profit and for profit part. And like, why was this not possible before? Like why I mean, until I, I I've dude, always don't. understood it to be extremely complicated. Exactly. I know for profit. And it's, it's like, don't like, uh, don't quote me on this, not a lawyer, but this seems like the classic have your cake and eat it too on 
like they have the best pension in sports. It's like noted. Everybody's written about it. And that is all contingent on the nonprofit stuff and something that they passed with the IRS like back in the 70s. And so you can't have it both ways. Like, I don't know how you can just, oh, no, no, don't touch our pension. But now we're just going to be like profit. Like we're just going to stand up a for-profit business over the top of this. It's like, I, I don't know how you can do all this legal stuff for the last year and a half and then expect people to just turn a blind eye to that when you want to like change the rules of the game. Like I just both don't for understand. live and for the PGA tour. Yeah. Like why, like if this was possible, why didn't you do this two or three years ago and at least take the conversation and say, you know what, this is a great idea. We're going to, we're going to adopt this instead of getting bear hugged by the Saudis. Even when your shareholders, the members, the mules don't even understand that you're getting bear hugged. Like they're, they're like taking the opposite side that, that everybody normally takes on the bear hug. Like normally it's the shareholders who, right. who like want you to sell out and, and Jay would not want to sell out. It's the opposite in this case. So DJ and KVV question for, for one of you guys, DJ said like, they don't have to do the Comcast business top 10, the PIF. They don't have to like launder it through some like faux meritocracy anymore because like the 501 C six was what dictated it. All payment had to be based on like performance. Right. But I think the, the beauty of that model was it was very easy to explain to your members. Totally. Play better. Mm -hmm. It almost up. like takes Just, it out of your hands. Right. But now they have to come up with like, is it more like a uh, a team where it's like a, a salary cap? You know, not like how do you decide who gets what without these guys? This could turn into just a a massive cat fight amongst these like oh, you so know the horses and the mules and like know, almost certainly will. Yeah, but I, I guess they have and, nowhere else and, to go. So that uh, in, you know, there's no competitor right now. So <laughs> and I guess competitive. What I would say is uh, you're you're also starting with like just like unstable nitroglycerin, right? <laughs> like all these guys are like, like all you did, all you did, it's like the rock. Yeah. All you did was just the like poison gas. <laughs> all you did was piss off all your members, right? Like that, or I shouldn't say all you did, but like pretty much, you know, what 95% of guys are just like, yo, this fucking sucks. I'm never going to trust another word you said. And now it's like, all right, let's talk about money. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to go well, it, like kind of how what happened, you know, you hear about I'm not in the, the, you know, finance world, but sometimes I it blows my mind when I hear my wife talk about like how bonus season works. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just this big secret. It's like the, the MDs are just like, you know, handing it out like in an envelope, like don't tell anybody, you know, I, I got you this year. Like, is that what we're, is that what this is going to like? That feels like a bad long term play for the PGA that's what Tour. The last three years or four years have felt like under Jay Monahan. Like there's. I mean, it's I just guess like they reacting you know, to all this. They, they were kind of doing it at least like through the OMP deals and through the, you know, PIP and all that stuff. But this just feels like a free for all, almost Question like when the NIL stuff came out and the NCAA just throws their hands up. It's like, now, now what? Do you think that since, since the designated, is this a reaction partly to the designated event stuff not going well? I would guess pure speculation but i would guess that it's like the idea of getting like neil was saying earlier getting sponsors for the designated events i think it's all follow the money tc yeah. i truly think that like these sponsors are saying to them and some of their probably the longest running ones like i don't yeah. want to like like for, let's take the, the schwab for instance it was an invitational right when schwab took over it was an kind of an elevated event right where it's like oh this is an invitational you guys are in the top tier of events i'm guessing they went back to the you know, to Schwab was like, Hey, do you guys want to be a designated event? And I, I, yeah, it's probably a hard sell to be like, well, I mean, it's, are we, what, what are we going to get for the double the money? Well, nothing. 
but like you're gonna you know you gotta like rally around the flag a little bit well, and i also, feel like somebody like that's probably gonna be like no nah, we'll just sit tight like we'll, we'll still be a partner but we're gonna sit tight and so all of a sudden more and more of those sponsors over the next three years start saying that and you've got this big delta on like we have to pay these purses and we don't have the money and you can't you can only go to the tv contract once every eight to ten years right so like that's can't find it there right now so I got to think that it's just strictly a financial thing. Well, as I say, yeah, on top I mean, of that, you had two to three wor- uh, designated events worth of legal fees, right? Like, uh, yeah. You're adding on extra. I mean, just the money is kind of all the same. It's got to go somewhere. And it's just crazy to me that, like, we're here right now, like, less than 365 days ago, Monaghan was sitting there with Jim Nance saying what he said. Less than, you know, however long ago. He was saying the stuff that he said with legacy, not leverage. He was standing up in March at the fucking players. Like, I want to read the stuff that he said. I want to read the quote, TC. Like, it's worth revisiting the quote because it's because as it relates to 9 11, I've had two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. So my heart goes out to them. And I would ask any player that has left or any player who would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? I get that. Which this was is so ex- scripted. That line was so <laughs> yeah. scripted. I get this is what executives do. They sort of eat shit when they have to. They invoke, you know, family stories when they have to. Uh, and the money is what matters. But God, you would have to feel dirty. Like if you are like one of Jay Monahan's friends who like had themselves dragged into this fight. Oh, for sure. And all of a sudden it was like, ah, never mind. He, he addressed this in, the, in his um, meeting with the media today. He said, I recognize everything I've said in the past and in, and in my prior positions. I recognize that people are going to call me a hypocrite. Anytime I said anything, I said it with the information that I had at that moment, and I said it based on someone that's trying to compete for the PGA Tour and our players. I accept those criticisms, but circumstances do change. I think that in looking at the big picture and looking at it this way, that's what got us to this point, end quote. So basically, like, look, I, I, I played that card because they were trying to steal our players. Like, I didn't actually like mean it. Like, I don't actually care about <laughs> the 9-11 families because now we've got their money, and, like, I, they're our partner now. So, yeah, this that's the information I had and at I the time. I think a big distinction, too, is it seems like now they, they cared about who had control of the money coming in, right? Like, they wanted, they wanted to control. They talked a lot today about growing the game and all this money flowing in. It's, it's about control of where that money goes too, right? Does that go back to the players? Does that go, is that going to, you know, the DP world tour? No, it's, it's flowing into the PGA tour and then they decide what to do with it, whether it's Jimmy Dunn or Ed Hurley or Jay Monahan or, or whomever. I think that's the big thing for me is like Ed Hurley and Jimmy Dunn are like in control. Like, yeah. like Jay Monahan is, is not those two guys are. So is your beef more with those two guys or are your beef with Monahan then? Well, I think they're in control because like Monaghan has kind of thrown up his hands and he's like, I'm told I like, I have no control of the situation. I've led us into something that I, I don't know how to fix. Well, I'm just, I'm just really shocked by you read that quote out and all the things that were said in the last year by Jay Monahan, And then you have to walk it back. I feel like nobody learned. He didn't learn a lesson because I'm watching CNBC this morning and it's like this D this is a done deal. Uh, I mean, he went to great lengths to even like talk over the host and be like, we're going to figure this all out. Like we are going to get this done. And I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like the policy board can nuke this. The U S DOJ can nuke this, the European commission or whoever runs the justice department in Europe, they could nuke this. Like, I, I feel like this is far from a done deal. And I, I, I don't know if that's a hail Mary 
flying the banner too soon? Mission accomplished? A little bit, right? Like, am I, am I off base with that? Or do you have to just project this confidence to, to, you know, generate, like to basically switch directions and get the inertia going the complete opposite direction? I think it may, here, I'll just, I'm thinking of this up on the spot, but I'm thinking they, they gamed it out this way and like the initial shock and you hear that what is happening, the initial reaction by everyone, players and everyone's going to be pissed at some level, right? Yes. But as of today, as of yesterday, whatever you want to, situation you want to put yourself in, a decision had to be made based on the information as it currently stands. And as dirty as it feels, taking their money for your members, which is, we've not fully stressed and slowed down enough on how much fucking money we're probably talking about. I mean, Every, totally I think everybody's going to get made whole. Billions of dollars. So much money about to come in. And you wipe out the existential threat to your tour that still exists. People, you know, the tour has moved forward. They've said all those things, but like there's still a threat out there for you. If, if antitrust stuff comes through, if Liv drags its lawsuit out for five to six years and drains you for $300 million in that process, that's not going to go well. How much your sponsors are actually going to buy into this stuff is still a major question mark. Like that is all to say like, Hey, I can make all those problems go away today. Like, is it going to be unsavory for you guys? Is it going to be like suck a little bit to, you know, imagine Brooks walking back in this room and Phil taunting his way through it and Bryson tweeting it, no laying up a little uh, emoji face with taunting. I'm sure that bothers you guys a lot. But like, what what's the actual right move sitting here right now? I think like getting it out like this and getting through it all at once. Maybe, why, I don't know. Maybe it's the best yeah, move. I, like, I think this gets through. I think this happens, but I don't think Jay survives it. Because but then even you moving forward, power? I don't think... I don't even think anybody trusts him anymore to keep this going. I don't even think some of the top players trusted him to begin with, right? But he's the guy in charge, and they were in a precarious spot to change leadership. And now once it's kind of, hey, we're on great footing here financially moving forward, it's like, let's get some real pros in to, to kind of manage this thing. I, I think both things can be true, right? That I think, Solly, what they did today makes a ton of sense. I was I was saying earlier, like, if you hand me a worksheet, today that just spells out the problem and it says like come yeah. up with a solution like at the end of the day like this looks pretty yeah. good this is a pretty good solution and a pretty good way to like wriggle yourself out of there i think that can be true and i also think like using like <laughs> using like the not to be like too much of a dipshit here but like the the 9-11 family stuff is like lighting your cigarette with a blowtorch, right? Like that is like the biggest fucking gun you've got emotionally. And it is so fucking craven and soulless to pull that card, to play that card, and then to go do this. And that's where I'm just like, man, congratulations. Like that's a great deal that it seems like you, you made today, but also like go fuck yourself. That, that, that was is a such, conscious decision that, that they made. That is such a shitty thing to as do. As an organization, oh, as a strate like strategically from a communications perspective. Somebody made that decision. It's insane. This was on Golf Channel today. P, uh, this is a statement from the 9-11 Families uh, United. The statement reads, um, PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan co-opted the 9-11 community last year in the PGA's unequivocal agreement that the Saudi Live Project was nothing more than sports washing of Saudi Arabia's reputation. But now the PGA and Monaghan appear to have become just more paid Saudi shills, taking billions of dollars to cleanse the Saudi reputation so that Americans and the world will forget how the kingdom spent their billions of dollars before 9-11 to fund terrorism, spread their vitriolic hatred of Americans, and finance Al-Qaeda and the murder of our loved ones. Make no mistake, we will never forget. Like they, that is brought on, like whether or not you, you people 
want to make the connection between 9-11 and the Saudis and whatnot. Like, that is fair criticism brought totally on the PGA We're not Tour. making the connection. PGA Tour did it. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. I'm saying put that aside, whether you want to make that connection. The PGA Tour did this, and that, that yeah. statement. And the two people that did it are still gainfully employed by the PGA Tour and leading the charge on this. Well, I guess, Deed, back to your point earlier about being lobotomized, which – I can't get that out of my head because it's a great way to describe. I wish I could be lobotomized of all this stuff on pay. It's almost like the, you could argue uh, the PGA tour as an entity, as an organization is, this is great. And this is a win, but the people that manage the tour, this is a massive, massive loss is kind of where I'm, I'm netting out a little bit. I truly like it. We're going to do it later. Like a winners and losers segment. I think Jay is absolutely the biggest winner of the day and the biggest loser of the day. <laughs> right like but and that's where i'm at this is bizarre because you could argue yeah. everybody is able to argue like live fans are able to argue that live live has has won the pj tours becoming live which we can talk about it like <laughs> what does this mean after. for live yeah. let's <laughs> yeah. let's get to that and you know the pga tour like if you look at the the bullet points we read out earlier i'm like oh man like as an organization you guys are back in charge of the best golf in the world basically you have the decisions to run the season and the tournaments as you see fit and basically dole out the, you know, set the schedule and, and that's a win for the organization. Real quickly. I think it's very telling to the, the tacit approval and positivity from each of the governing bodies within the game. They all know how the USGA, surprised they were. Yeah. the RNA, the masters, all of them. It's like, Hey, we're, you know what? Like we're, we're, we're in support of this. We're, you know, it's like, I don't think that it shouldn't be shocking. I mean, right? I they think were all they all had a bullseye on them as far as colluding. And I think they were all like, I think I think the PGA of America got cold feet when they, you know, they're they're letting guys in. Uh, I think they were on the verge of figuring out a way to give some of these guys world ranking points to keep the, you know, to keep themselves out of the crosshairs. Like that's like things weren't going great on that front either. Listen. Today was a very unproductive uh, workday for a lot of people. And if you sat in your office all day scrolling golf Twitter, trying to figure out what was going on, you are not, unlo- not alone. The folks at Mizzen and Maine did the exact same thing. They only took one break today. That was to write this ad read. The difference is the guys in the Mizzen and Maine office were wearing the world's most comfortable dress shirts while they watched professional golfers try to catch up on news about their own league. These are dress shirts that feel like t-shirts and have all the performance qualities of a workout shirt. They're lightweight, breathable, moisture wicking, blah, blah, blah. You get it. So if today was a wash work-wise and you need the rest of the week to double down and catch up in a more comfortable, uh, to do it, do it in a more comfortable dress shirt. Uh, again, I wish I had these things back when I was running up enormous dry cleaning bills uh, when I had to go into an office every, t- every time. Uh, we like the strap boys. We love a discount. So use code strapped about that? for $35 off any purchase of 125 or more. And then TC and I got this added. You can deal. use, you can use code C suite for absolutely yeah. no discount at all because <laughs> you, only, you only pay full price for things. So use strap for $35 off any purchase of 125 or more, uh, at mizzeninmain.com or C suite for no discount. At I, all. I hope Jay was wearing a mizzen in Maine today. He's gotta be He's sweating, sweating through that suit, man. That's you gotta have it. For for the pit no, stains. I, I don't I don't think Jay was wearing Miz man because he's always he's still he just can't get a properly tailored <laughs> Can suit. Can we get it's him crazy. a sharper fitting suit? Like he's Fuck. a good looking guy. Like get him God, a good suit. Man. Like Yasser looked so slick in his thing and <laughs> Jay he's looked, taking strays. I love it. I uh. one thing I do want to point out, I don't know when to, to shout this out or whatnot, just acknowledge the secrecy this was done in um, for something this complicated yeah. has 
blown my mind all day. Yeah. Like the amount of people that within the organization, again, players up to the top players in the world that did not know about this. Rory did not know this was happening. Tiger did not know this was happening. Like NBC, just, CBS, ESPN didn't know what was happening. None of the sponsors obviously knew what was happening. Like it was a, just a total and complete shocker <laughs> to everyone involved. God, I mean, just the TC, like you said, with the governing bodies, like imagine Juan and, Fred Ridley here in this, like, what the fuck, man? How about a heads up, dude? How about like, Brandon? Brandon looked like he got wrestled from a sleep at some point no, today. You know, you, know, <laughs> you know Augusta knew. You know Augusta knew. I, I, like, all I'll say, though, is it's it's just... Isn't Hurley he an Augusta member, by the way? Yeah, oh, totally. oh Jimmy, yeah, it's, like, for sure. Yeah, God, God, this this tweet from Christopher oh, like, Powers. Put the, Cody, put that one back up for a second. I want to read this one out loud. This <laughs> this cracked me up. It's uh, just catching catching up on Brandon... Uh, Feel for our guy, the amount of sensory blitzkrieg he must be dealing with. <laughs> Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. <laughs> Brooks Brooks was tweeting about Brandel and then and then took it from Twitter to Instagram. He posted the tweet on Instagram. Cross can we, I, I, I can would we do say that now. That can we do the they, live guys now? Like, does that yes, make sense? It's been a sensory blitzkrieg all day. Guys, I gotta bounce. I gotta bounce. I gotta go to dinner with my anniversary wife. dinner. That's excuse her anniversary. Yeah. But I will say, I just I can't believe everything today happened. And I, I'm starting to feel like rather hopeless in that there's still this like membership organization that sits under this now non or this pro, this, this for profit entity. Like we're still not going to be able to fig, like fix slow play. We're still like <laughs> like like none of these guys can can agree on anything. Like uh, TC, how do you think this this uh, you know is going to impact the uh, roll back the ball discussion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let's maybe I'm rooting for Yasser to kind of the side's got some muscle. Yeah, I mean, they could just, yeah. you know, you know? Yeah. Oh, sure. If they love golf as much as they say, maybe yeah. they, but they anyway, the Saudis need to hire the, the, uh, group of Salinas, Benjamin, Ben Hameen, uh, do not disrespect him. <laughs> ben like Hameen. That. You know, inclusive business model, shared prosperity. Talk about their vision. Improve their I hope the vision the fund can get a seat on the board. TC. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I, I think Yasser has a seat on the Vision Fund board. I think that's how it works. Now. I, I think Yasser needs to finance the rollback. All the all the companies that are worried about the the dollars yeah. and cents of it finance the rollback. You can get a lot if you can get a lot of quick wins. Actually, not that many people really want it. So. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe the Saudis will buy all the OEMs, just all of them, and they'll just roll it in. Just, you know, your golf clubs will be standard. Like yeah. it's just driver. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty cheap to hear Jay and the gang talking about you know using this to hashtag grow the game though. Like cool, like that's that that that's parody. that's why we're doing this. Like totally. fuck you. So uh, all right, all right, TC, happy anniversary. Smell ya. A question we have outstanding here is, what does this mean for for live? Uh, is it worth also probably worth starting with what is live versus what is the PIF? Again, we kind of emphasize at the top of the show, saying that uh, the this is a partnership agreement between the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia, which includes Live in terms of what commercial interest they're bringing. Again, the letter says through a framework agreement, the PIF is contributing its golf-related commercial businesses and rights, including Live Golf. Of course, this was going to happen, but it felt a little weird for like a bunch of Live boys and Live players to be. A little bit taunting today as their league, their league essentially was announced that it's closing. Uh, I don't know how they view this as a win or uh, for yeah. the people that were like pretending to have liked live. How in the world was I this do, a celebration day? I, I, I agree with you in like that it's technically not a win, but it's easy to argue that it is because it is it, it basically establishes the credibility of what they did, which is like we're here to disrupt golf. <laughs> And you have to accept that. And that's basically what happened. They, they, you know, got, 
you know, bought out basically for, and so now they get to continue to play golf. And like in a way you can, that's the crazy part about this is both sides, both teams can argue, argue victory. But no one was arguing that live didn't disrupt golf. It was like, does that thing suck or not? And it's like, yeah, well, obviously it sucks. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, mean anything and now it's going away this quickly all the way to the bank brother if you were if if i'm brendan Steele, it feels like a win today yeah i know it's like the guy for them for the individual players i can see why they're like yeah you should have taken the money see how see how right i was about that i got my money and now i'm probably going to get to come back so like nice guys finish last basically i think that's still a wait and see i i I think there's a wait and see to see how that gets reconciled I'm, I'm, i'm basically just trying to outline you know if i'm putting myself in their shoes like I can see how you want to take a victory lap on this. Yeah, I, I think it's a couple things. One, just to, again, so there's no uncertainty here of, of what we're talking about. They're going to get through the 2023 season, live that is, and then this new group, the PJ Tour, Yasser, the PIF, the DP World Tour is going to take a look at live and it's p and l and uh gonna be a lot more l than p in that and they're gonna basically say like okay let's figure out what what the place in our new company is for team golf uh which speculation here on my part like would be none or or very very little maybe a little bit of a bone and like some sort of aramco team series like or is it tgl do do like the remaining like roster spots of tgl get filled out by guys that were formerly part of live Maybe, but what I can say pretty fucking confidently is not going to happen is the PGA Tour putting up a title sponsor like John Deere or RBC or Quicken Loans or whoever only to compete with themselves with a live event. So all the fans of the fireballs and the cliques and stingers like you better savor these last uh, savor yeah. these last couple of events. That here, merch man. is going to be valuable. Not, uh, no joke. Sure. I'm not lying about that. Sure. That's not a mis- that's not a. Uh, a joke in that but to your point neil like i don't think the point of live was never like it was never because live was like such an inescapably brilliant idea it was just like i'm not rooting for me to win i'm rooting for you to lose yeah no, it was like kind i'm of gonna the vibe I'm of the breaking this door down like yeah. yeah we'll just you think they wanted to run a league themselves absolutely not it was yeah. like no this was this was just a stepping stone to like we want a, a seat at the table and so right. in that way it is a mission accomplished for them you know what i keep thinking about though is how like real and perfect the Taylor Gooch big head comp is. <laughs> is he You're, CEO at the end of the show? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, he's just sitting on the roof drinking big gulps and it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I just like, f- just kind of floundered into this like perfect setup. I just got, I paid. accidentally joined. I, I accidentally joined to join this league. Oh, oops. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I'm going to make all this money. Oh, I guess I'm going to win a couple of them. Well, that's like, that's cool. And then now I get to come back and play. Do you guys think Mickelson's happy today? No. No I way. So either. I don't no think so either. Way. I mean, he's he's talked all this shit about Jay, and now Jay's his boss again. Like, he's yeah. the person who's around that he has to go back and sort of, if he wants to continue to sort of be on the PGA Tour, which, which I don't Do you think you he's know, even going to do that? I doubt it. I, I mean, probably feel like he'll just go into the sun. Play out this this last live season, and then, play I mean, the if, it, if it is, in fact, the last live season. Or, or just play majors. Yeah, just play the majors going forward. Right. Yeah, I also his whole thing know, about Sally, media rights, like this is nothing to do with that. Like none of the he's claiming the tour was sitting on twenty billion dollars worth of media rights. Like NFTs, dog, that's not NFTs. a real thing. Like that the tour was hiding all this money. That's also not a real. None of this is addressed by what just happened. Like Phil, he's gonna of course play the I was right again card, and the live boys are gonna play that card again. But this is not what what Phil wanted out of this, other than getting think, a shitload of money. 
I think that though, that he will frame it forever as like, I was the huge agent of change. And I actually don't think that he's like That's entirely wrong. wrong in some way. That's no, not. Like, not at all. We, if like, you know, if Phil doesn't, what I think probably need a lot of money, he doesn't sort of go into this deal with the Saudis quite as sort of brazenly and maybe live never kind of happens without someone like Phil to sort of form the backbone of the whole deal. Like I think he'll, he'll say on some level, I'm going to be go down in history as one of the people who changed golf forever and brought all this money. I'm the person who made you rich. I'm the kingmaker. Uh, and I think, I think he'll probably feel pretty smug about that forever. He's not like, well, he doesn't need to keep playing golf to have money. He probably needs the juice of it, but he's, he's going to be sort of, he, he, on some level, he's going to be annoyed that like, it wasn't an outright win, but he's forever going to frame it in his mind of like, I won. I oh, think sure. the way that a lot of this stuff works is, and I think this will be the same thing is like, we could sit here and talk for three hours about all the intricacies and all the reasons he was wrong and NFTs and media rights and all of these different things. But like, man, the further we get from this, like the more and more and more simplified it's going to be. And so when we're looking back on this in 20 years and KVV, it's like, Hey man, I, I got room for one sentence in my brain. Like what happened with that whole weird couple years uh, on the PJ tour? It, it is going to be like, Phil was right. Like I, I, I think that is how it's going to go. And I'm happy to like, you know, sit at the bar and like explain all the details to somebody, but nobody's going to give a shit. Oh. It, it is going to be like, no, Phil was totally right, man. He shook it all up and the tour capitulated. And, yeah. you know, now we play for $70 million a week. I, uh, Phil's I, the true goat, not for, Tiger. For Phil, sure. Phil, Phil completely rechanged the whole model of golf. Like, I, I hate that that's, it's, it's a true, like, unfortunately, you got to hand it to him situation just because people are going to do that. I, the examples I'm thinking of in my head are truly horrific and I, I shouldn't say them out loud. So I'll just Hell challenge yeah. you guys to come up with, come up with like an example of somebody like, yeah, there's a lot of people that like went in and just destroyed a bunch of shit and changed things. Like, and things were very different on the back half of that. Uh, let's go with the guy that tried to lie to sh the shoe bomber. The guy that tried to, uh, oh, fuck that guy, Richard, <laughs> Richard Reed. Reed. Yeah. yeah. Let's go yeah. with that. Like he can take credit for like, yep. Flying's a lot safer now. Thanks to me. That's pretty I would, much how I, I, I classify I would argue Phil. that it, it isn't though. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I would argue there's some guys before him. Security theater. Know. We can take so that offline. Security. Yeah. yeah, we'll take that offline. TSA. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. Come on. Don't I distract. Do. You're, I know what you're saying. You're what about it here? Hate to get hate to get reblocked by Phil because we compared him to shoe bomber. <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> also, him unblocking everybody. Uh, that, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Now. That could have been part of the the agreement is that Phil had to unblock people. Do we think what? Phil knew this? Uh, actually, don't. I don't I think don't. he did. I, I think because they they were so concerned about leaks that they wouldn't. They were the worst guy. I think this, this is the biggest players. upset of the century is mm -hmm. that to do something this this big, and not nobody knows about it. Like and truly, that's like the the word I'm. Everybody that we've talked is like I had no idea, no idea, no idea. Players, you know, sponsors, whoever you want to bring up, and that's just like that's. Like you, that's where I'm like, you got to hand it to him. I mean, Jay did run a like totally. straight up, like a, a total flea flicker caught the defense napping. So let, let's dig into that a little bit. Cause uh, Solly, I, I want to hear, did you talk to anybody who was in the player meeting and uh, kind of how that all went? Because let's get into a little bit of the, like, should he have told anybody? Should he not have told anybody that, that kind of situation? I, it, golf golfers are notorious for not being able to keep secrets very well. Um, there's a lot of big J journalists, uh, ourselves included, that are hunting for for angles and getting it, you know, asking questions a lot. And call, call, guys are pretty talkative, right? But there's a back and forth on what you can say, what you cannot say. We've known a lot of stuff throughout this whole process that we just have to be quiet on, and we can kind of insinuate when we form our opinions on it. But you know, you can't outright say like so and so told me this. 
Dude, none of it. I had nothing, no freaking clue. And none of the dudes truly had any idea that this was coming. Like Morikawa tweeted, he had no idea it was coming. JT, I talked to JT today. He had absolutely no idea this was coming. A lot of guys are taking a few days. A lot of them didn't run straight to the press after the meeting to like start shredding this thing. It was like, I think everyone needs a few days, maybe a week or two to like download on all of this and start picturing it, start understanding what the, what the picture looks like. But the vibe in the player meeting tonight was not of that. It was a lot of reaction. Um, Potential mule uprising. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> the mules are kicking everything <laughs> in sight. <laughs> Rick Run Good's tweet said, Johnson Wagner, uh, Wagner estimated the negative positive split to be 90-10 in the player meeting, including a standing ovation when the room called for new tour leadership. Talked to two sources that uh, did not necessarily say that it was a standing ovation, but maybe some muted applause when it was when Grayson Murray called for Jay's head for maybe the third or fourth time, which I believe uh, happened in the in the meeting as well. You know, so, you know who should run the tour? We're here now from the honorable Grayson, Grayson Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who would have fixed this shit and really seen all this coming? Probably Grayson Murray. It is good to see TC and Grayson Murray fighting some common <laughs> ground, and I regret that he <laughs> left the show before I could say that. Because, <laughs> but yeah, I think people are are very. Very, I don't know. Again, the emotional reaction to it is uh, it, it's again, it's really, really hard for guys to sit there and stomach this when like obviously the better thing is for, like the golf world to get back together for the PGA Tour to have a lot more money and to no longer be fighting a legal battle, legal battle and to get rid of a competitor. But it's really hard to stomach when like these are the dudes that didn't take the tens and hundreds of millions of dollars from this this league that have stuck their neck out for this for this tour multiple times have become kind of martyrs for this tour, like end up looking like idiots. Talk to a couple guys today like, well, now I look like a fucking idiot for standing up for this. Like now the Saudi money is basically forced upon me and I have no choice to take it. Like that is like Saudi money has now taken over the game of golf. It's everywhere now in golf, which I think we've kind of have said that over the last couple of years, this was inevitable that it was going to end up this way. It's just still kind of shocking when it happens in the way that it has. And I don't know what the right answer is. I, I struggle to sit here in armchair a lot of this really, because a lot of criticisms and that I've felt of Jay kind of get addressed by the fact that it's like, dude, his job's like make money for the players. Like, okay, well, yeah, they haven't addressed this, like, which makes it really shitty to watch golf on TV. Okay, his job's to make money for the players. And at the end of the day, that's like what drives, we have a mission statement. Like we have, it drives all the decisions that we make. And like the PGA Tour has a mission statement, you know, or the commissioner has a mission to whatever it is specifically. I don't know what it is, but it's to make money for the players. And that like is what drives the decision-making. And through that lens, it's like, yeah, fuck man. Like this sucks. This is like yeah, really Yeah, it's just not dirty. X's and O's for those guys though. There's just so, there's a lot of, you know, emotion involved in this especially when you ask guys to you know vamp for you you know come it, on this is your tour guys this is your oh. tour like like let's you know let's rally here and and then yeah just to to then come out with this and not tell anybody that's that would that's why everybody's pissed right and, like and the smart decision and like blindsiding people with a smart decision are two different things yes but that's you, extremely well said and i think just to to pull the thread on that and again just like underscore this Saul, you, you talked about these guys who, you know, Neil, who took that task and who said, I, you know, JT, Max, Spieth, Rory, we haven't really talked about Rory all that much. Uh, all these guys who like it weighed on them, I'm sure, going into the media room every time and taking all these questions and probably made for awkward conversations and probably made for a lot of like really weird just years here. If those guys leave, just to say the quiet part out loud here, if those guys leave, the fucking tour doesn't exist anymore. 
right. like at all. Like, it's not just like, oh man, hey, we kind of did you solid here. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you guys like saved the tour. Mm-hmm. If Scotty and Rom and Xander and Cantlay and Spieth and JT and all those guys, like, if they leave eight months ago, we're not even having this conversation because then the PIF wins and they've just moved everything to live. You know what I mean? Like, the only reason we're even in this spot now is because those guys did what they eventually got dicked over for. <laughs> Which is nice, but if I'm like John Rom, I'm like, okay, I, I need to be made whole for this. No, that's Three, what I'm saying. Three hundred. I, yeah, yeah, I think they will be. So once the emotions die down, I'm sure, I'm sure that's I mean, in the works. Do you think they can give like John Rom and Scotty Scheffler and Roy McIlroy and all this three, four hundred million dollars each? Like uh, maybe over twenty years. I don't know, but like. Yeah. The idea that that's going to add up pretty quick. Because if I'm Ricky Fowler, I got my hand out too, even if I'm not an elite player. Well, that's going back to what I was saying earlier. It's like the the organizational structure now without the meritocracy argument is is broken down. Like, yeah, how do you decide how to divvy that up? Check in your locker, Neil. There's there's an envelope for that. Exactly. That's going to get messy, KVV. But at the same time, what choice do they have? Now there's there's no competitor. So that's where you, it's like, Truly, it's an antitrust case now. Do you guys want to start a golf league? It's fucking crazy. Also, I want to go back to one thing, though. Real quick, if if we're talking about making players whole and sanctions, like I I could see a situation where it becomes, all right, Phil, you got $200 million. It's either either like two years and you can come back or you can pay back this amount and you can play right now, right? Yeah, there's there's probably answers to that question, I think. There's a and everybody will there. get to it. There'll be settlements where people will be like, cool, I'm just so sick of this. I want to go play golf. Yeah. Right. And Thank now we're all playing for so much more money. Like, yeah. I don't even want to think about it anymore. Thanks. So, Phil's almost a billionaire. So thanks yeah. for asking. He's, the money should not be a problem. But so one thing I wanted to point out that you brought up, and I think earlier today is like, and it goes to the question of like, is what, what happens to live? Like, hasn't been a lot of chatter out of the official live, uh, <laughs> you know, accounts. Like Norman finally. So talking tweeted, about like tweeted. being blindsided, I got to think the people working over there. Like, yeah, you could argue this is a win for the golfers. You haven't even like mentioned Craig Norman's you. name. <laughs> I mean, oh, no, no. The guy Yasser oh. said, he said, like, oh, yeah, they I called him. him point blank. Where does Greg Norman uh, fit in? Uh, uh, yeah, I told him five minutes ago. Like, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yikes. Oh, uh, my God. Imagine having ridden for Greg Norman just and not, begin, <laughs> and not gotten paid by him over the last year or so and just totally eviscerated within one day. Just gone. But he will do the same thing that, that Mickelson did. He'll probably, one, he'll probably get a fat payout, right? Or he'll get litigious AF. And two, he can argue, like, see, look at my, how I disrupted things. Look what I did. I changed the game, right? And oh, yeah. again, I think with Norman, or same thing with Phil, like, you can make that argument. Garrett Morrison, the Friday, transcribed exactly Yasser's answer when asked <laughs> on CNBC. And it's, it's totally awesome. It's worth reading. It said, will Greg Norman, is he still involved? And Yasser said, um, he is. Um, I uh, I made the call just before uh, this. And of course, um, he's um, uh, uh, a partner with us. And um, all the stakeholders that uh, we have or will have with us, they uh, they had a call just uh, right before this interview. <laughs> <laughs> that is so damning. It's Which so good. I, I don't want to like, I, I am English is Yasser's second language. I don't want to rag no. on him too hard, but he didn't come across great, I didn't think, in the, uh, in the interview as well. He didn't seem especially well prepared prepared and it's extremely confident things um we got it, it seemed like jay was trying to reinforce like after he would talk be like no like you know we're gonna get this done and it's just like man how i guess that's part of the job like you know goodell has to eat shit for the owners but i mean god after how vitriolic it's gotten how can you sit there i and just 
Hey, we're, so we're weird, partners now. It's I bizarre. I feel a little bit sad for Greg Norman. Like he just complaining. I don't know why. What? I just, it, he could, we can mute KVV. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, he just complete. I mean, like, look, he he's wanted this world tour, which I think actually like has you know a value uh, for many years, and he's been completely like uh, obviously a dick about a lot of the way he's handled it, whatever. But it's just like it's so it's like feeling sorry for Kendall Roy, like watching him sitting on the <laughs> somebody needs bench. to give somebody right now get me a Photoshop of of Norman's face sitting watching the oh, watching God. the water. He's just got to be so like deflated. Deep down, like I'm, yeah, I'm not involved in this. And honestly, also, I feel sorry for the Australian I fans the because son. I think the Australian fans are going to get fucked over again in this. Like, live yeah. used them to sort of say, yes. like, hey, look, and they'll there will be no tournament in Australia. I'm sorry, there just won't be. Like, they're they got they're going to get fucked twice. There's too the- many stakeholders now, yeah. right? You got to keep a lot of people happy. I mean, this is, I don't know. It's it's. Um, I said it after the live on Adelaide. It's like you you thank your live your your Saudi sugar daddy for bringing it. Like that doesn't make it mean it makes economic sense to do it. And now we're right back at. I don't know. It's gonna be even. It's even worse for that kind of opportunity and landscape now. Um, That's so true though. KVV Norman's gotten cucked twice. Yeah. On, like by the, like the same thing of like the PGA Tour. Like I oh, know we'll just take your idea and and excommunicate you it's a true you can't fight city hall situation for him <laughs> he's it's, also also not a serious person yeah that's true <laughs> surely you jest <laughs> for this whole you're, thing yeah like i'm sorry greg i love it you're not a serious person <laughs> you need to get the fuck out of here oh my god um this right, is, guys, what is, i got i got three minutes left all right okay, okay. because you know what like, like nuke right. everybody's day but i got a rec league basketball game tonight i gotta go get some buckets all right i, I want to hear your guys i want to hear your winners and losers I, I like I said earlier, I would I would ride that the PGA Tour as an entity is a winner, and I would argue that the management of that entity is a loser. That would be my f- like first two off the top. Would you guys agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's really tough to to consider it a, a massive W when you you go home at the end of the day and you've got like all your best players in the world the 911 families and like a good amount of fans like pissed off at you. I think it's hard to be like, man, I fucking killed it. And I think they don't know it yet, but I think the PGA tour members, especially the guys in the top 30, the, the, the what is it? The, not the, the Delaware cabal yeah. are massive winners. I think if you give it two years, those guys are all going to get paid it some way or another. I think, I mean, lives a loser. I think the, I think the Saudis are probably the winner though. Like just as a, the for their goal, for their goal, yeah, for their goal, like yeah. they got exactly what they wanted. I think they don't have the, the headache of the, running a tour anymore. They just get to sit on the board. They get to go to all the tournaments. They get to have their name plastered on billboards as an official marketing partner. I mean, that is a runaway win for uh, the Saudi Arabian Saudi Arabian public investment fund. Here's a kind of a maybe a backwards way of of getting into this answer is well, obviously we don't know all the details. We can't know all the details. We can't know how bad the situation was the tour. We can't know what other options there were, but to go confidently into a decision that would knowingly be this unpopular, knowingly put your own comments like up against what you said today versus what you said a year ago, what you said several months ago, knowing how bad all of the optics would look on all this and to still go down that route tells me that there's probably something there that makes them very confident in this decision, right? Like this maybe like probably explored all options and thoughts and said, this is the best option for us going forward. Is it black and white? I, I know like, 
I, I can't wait. To, I, I can never predict what the next criticisms of us are going to be. That's not like defending all of this. This is going to be extremely gray, extremely not easy to swallow for anyone. And I still think like that was prob it probably again for the goal they're trying to do, which is, you know, to create playing or, you know, money and playing opportunities for the tour pros. This was probably the best option. It, it does it feel good. Does it make me want to watch more golf? Does it make me a bigger fan of golf? No, uh, it, 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 Again, I was only really rooting for the PGA Tour in this because I knew a fractured golf world was going to suck and I knew Liv was never going to make it. And I, maybe we can just go right back to our full-on hate of the PGA Tour in all of this because I don't, we don't need to root for them to win anymore because they did probably win this, I think. I think they are the winner today. I mean, they are getting the Saudi money and the Saudis are going to get what they want. Again, they didn't care about golf. They wanted to use golf and the golfers to get what they wanted, and they got that today. Uh, before I go, I want to uh, just Rory winner or loser here because i think you could argue there's going to be two camps on this one i yeah i think winner and loser i think more lose than win today for what like he cares a, about by a very 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 wide margin and i think slowly those two scales are gonna flip over time right like i think what you're saying neil is give it you know give it a couple months give it a couple years let all this kind of simmer down i think like when we're looking five years from now i, I think it's going to be probably a massive w I think if you look at it right now, it's a massive L, right? He he probably, I don't want to say wasted, you know, years of his career, but like, man, if you don't think that took a toll, like you're not paying attention, right? And I, I think if it would be crazy to think that there wasn't, there wasn't a toll that was, that was on him these last couple of years having to like be the fucking pain sponge for all of this shit, right? And some of that's on him for taking that on, but man, I, I don't know. Uh, we're pretty, it's pretty clear how we feel about Rory in these parts. Uh, and I commend him for being, you know, at least trying to do the right thing and saying what he actually, sincere, right? saying what he actually what, thought. If on that's all what he thinks. Stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, a, I guess that's a win personally. You can, I guess you can like lay your head easy on the pillow. If you're yeah. you know, speaking your mind. Yeah. I mean, I, from my perspective, I think Rory stood for something that, he believed in and his reputation remains sort of intact. I'm sure from if you're a fucking idiot's perspective that he's like took a massive L and he's like crying in his, you know, million dollar mansion or whatever. But I think in the end, like Rory, you know, had had some beliefs that he wasn't willing to sort of compromise and he stood by him. Yeah. He said at last July, he said, um, you know, when it kind of seemed like his stance on live had softened, he was basically like, Look, I think the, the Saudis want to invest a lot of money in golf. I think ultimately that's a good thing. And it seemed like it was softening. And when he's asked about it again, he's like, I want to be clear. Like what Liv is doing, I don't agree with, right? But he didn't stand on like the morality clause of like the Saudis wanting to invest in golf, right? So I, I don't think he comes across nearly as hip hypocritical as like Jay and the PGA Tour exec team do of going on TV and invoking the 9-11 families today. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the, it's like the, the money is a... It's it's water, baby. It's coming downhill. Can you can we get it in the storm drain, or is it gonna flood the, you know, flood the streets? I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'll leave you with that, guys. I gotta go. Thank you, Neil. Uh, I, yep. Go be a triple threat out there, Neil. I will. <laughs> I will add on to it's 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 hard to sit here in armchair a lot of this too. Of, I don't think this option was on the table two three years ago uh, it, from the Saudis of like, hey, we want to like this exact option was not on the table, right? And. It, the Saudis did have to power play their way into the situation. And, and they, the tour is up against an unstoppable force of truly, truly billions of dollars. And also assholes on the other end that are willing to starve you out spend it just to starve you out, right? Like the, that combination is lethal, truly lethal for the tour. 
that's what I think Jay wants to scream from the rooftops and probably can't. I'm just like, dude, like I couldn't have done this two years ago. It has been shitty to go through. And now we got to this point and like, I don't feel good about it either, but like, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? What, what other key decision points would you guys point towards of being like, should have done this other than obviously the, the, the dumb interviews. I think, yeah, you're honestly right. Like if, if Jay had come, if he had been a, like a massive change commissioner and been like, Hey guys, like we got to do this sort of thing, but this is a way to get more money into it. I, I think it would have been hard to sort of move that. And he's not that person. Like he's a, make sure the bills get paid, make sure the sponsors feel happy kind of guy. And so it did take something like this to move it forward. So I, you know, I guess in the end, like he was the one who brought peace to golf, or at least Jimmy Dunn is probably the real person who brought it. And, but Jay was able to sort of sign off on it. I mean, I think I've been thinking a lot about like Jimmy Dunn's role in all this. Like, and if Jimmy Dunn doesn't have like moral objections to the 9-11 stuff, who the fuck am I to sit here and say like that I have objections about it? Like, you know, maybe I should sit this one out in that sense because tell, tell listeners are, why that is for the, that are not familiar with Jimmy's situation. Yeah, Jimmy Dunn, his you know, financial firm was basically in the you know Twin Towers. He happened to not be at work that day. He lost a ton of his friends in 9/11, and people are always ask like, why why is 9/11 connected to Saudi Arabia? Well, you know, 11 of the 12 hijackers were Saudi Arabian citizens, and there's a lot of evidence that. The actually the government of Saudi Arabia did sort of, you know, train some of these guys or did sort of ask them to, you know, be involved in kind of these, you know, hard Muslim uh, sort of extremist Muslim organizations. There's this court case has been sort of the proceeding forward that they will not let go through that the Saudi Arabians have fought it at every single end. And so, you know, there's a 9-11's families feel very much like Saudi Arabia is still refusing to claim any responsibility for stuff in 9-11. And I think they have every right to feel frustrated about this, but you know, Jimmy has sort of said, and he's, he's done a lot of, there's this, you know, classic ESPN sort of feature about how, you know, broken and hurt he was and how he golf kind of helped put his life back together. And I, you know, it's hard to sort of square that in my mind, but also I didn't lose, you know, I, I mean, I, one of my friends, his mom, his mother-in-law was killed in the Pentagon. That's as close as my connection is to it. Uh, you know, Jimmy's had literally people he worked with and, uh, were some of his best friends. And so, you know, if he's willing to stomach this and be okay with it, his, I think his point is probably like the money is there anyway. Like we got to, they're everywhere in sports, they're everywhere in society. And, uh, you know, I would love to hear from him publicly about, you know, how he sort of came to that decision, but this is what he does. He makes kind of people merger, merge their businesses and, and get along. So it's not a merger. It's not a merger. It's not a merger. Excuse me. Uh, I, I think the one kind of final thing that I wanted to dive into, if you guys are interested, is just what, so uh, taking the DOJ stuff out and the Monopoly stuff, and let's just say that like all of this goes through the this way is, that they're what spelling the it all out. What the fuck is this podcast now? Yeah. This is such bullshit that we get tasked with dealing through this. I wanted to talk about how many majors Rory was going to win, <laughs> not so, the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund. Let's just say that, you know, all that stuff goes through the way that they claimed it was going to go through today. What does that actually mean for golf? Because basically you have all of these powers kind of consolidated in one place. You've got a massive slush fund of cash. Like, are, are we talking like purses just go to the moon immediately? Are we talking investments in other things? What do you, Solly, where do you, where do you think we're headed? Dude, it, it was like three hours into this dropping today. And I was like, wait a second, let's talk about this. Is there like a new tour? Is this a, is this a still the same PGA tour? Is it the same events? Are the events moving around? 
I still don't think we have answers to any of that. I, if I was to guess, it's going to look relatively similar. But again, I just I have no experience dealing with the Saudis and taking billions of dollars of their money. But first thing that came to mind for me was like, well, yeah, they're going to want an event in Saudi Arabia. They have a Formula One event there. They have wrestling there. They have obviously the Saudi International. Obviously, they have live events there. Like that's what they want. They want to introduce tourism to Saudi Arabia the same way that's gone to the UAE and Dubai and things like that. So. I don't think we can answer that right now. I, I struggle to even kind of guess. I think that they have an image of what that's all going to look like, but uh, how binding is the agreement? How many years, how long does the agreement go? Can the Saudis money, does the Saudi money dry up quickly if they don't get what they want out of it? Do they fund it annually? I, there's so many questions that need to be answered. There's so much of what happens to the current sponsors of the PGA tour. Like, do they, if you were on the fence about doing this, do you want to continue down this path? Like with, with Saudi involvement in it? I, Probably, but like they didn't know this was coming. TV yeah. partners, like so much is about to change and I don't know what it's going to look like. So it's hard to sit here. A couple questions we got, like, how am I supposed to feel about this? Like, dude, I truly don't know. I don't know how I feel about it right now. I, uh, we knew live wasn't going to last. We've said that for as long as we possibly can. And we knew there was going to be some kind of reconciliation. Again, I think we predicted uh, a couple months ago, I predicted like the, it would end up with, Live moves to the fall. There's an Aramco team series that's joint shared of some kind, something like that. And the PGA Tour keeps their Monday through or January through September schedule. And this that didn't quite end up happening, but something along those lines ended up happening in terms of some kind of agreement reached. I think a couple things that you touched on there. One, I think like it's a new company and this would be like an investment in that company. So I would imagine that's like a, I don't think that's like an annual check that they're sending to like underwrite things. I mean, I think that's like, you're a partner in the company, right? So I, I don't really think that's like getting cold feet or going away, like without dissolving the company or divesting the equity, I would assume. But two, I, I think there's a couple interesting things. The DP world tour, we haven't really even talked about at all, but like they have to be doing fucking backflips today. I would think about like, their tour kind of looked like it was like teetering on the edge of just immolation over the last couple of years. And now it seems like uh, it just seems like the kind of thing that like a big influx of cash and like strapping yourself onto, uh, you know, kind of a rocket ship with all of this other stuff just seems generally great for the DP World Tour, uh, which is interesting. We know with like the Aramco ladies series and the team series and all that stuff, we, we know that there's an interest in women's golf. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, you know, this investment kind of becoming a the first step towards pulling the LPGA under that umbrella as well, which is you could convince me and twist my arm is could be a good thing for women's golf, could be a bad thing for women's golf. Who could say? Truly don't know. Uh, but I think once you start looking at it like that, it's like, man, there's uh, we're, we're truly just scratching the surface of like what's going on here. Parentheses, footnote, all of those things like provided this is able to even like go forward yeah. because it seems comically like it shouldn't. And what happens <laughs> if it shouldn't like then what happens? Right. Then does live pick back up and the, everybody pretends like this agreement never happened. And Oh my God, dude, I don't feel yeah. qualified for this. I really don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what if the Saudis just decide to run all sports? I mean, what's to stop them now from like saying, yeah, we want an NBA team. Like, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we, why shouldn't you get an NFL team? Like, we, I think they've kind of opened the door to that. And, yeah, you know, like the, the PIF ain't going anywhere. You know, it's going to be worth a trillion dollars in, in not too long. 
it's how much money is a trillion dollars, DJ? <laughs> I truly have no concept of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I, I, I don't think I've fully wrapped my head around and definitely haven't iterated this enough on like imagining what this new entity could be. We're probably thinking like way too small. That's what I mean. Uh, of yeah. the, uh, we've always pictured all these individual tours. And we've always also said, like, hey, if you were designing a tour now, you wouldn't look like the PGA Tour. I didn't know you'd kind of snap your fingers and just get rid of that structure like they've claimed to have done, which is where it seems like they have a world of complications ahead of them. And uh, I, I, gosh, there's got to be so much uncertainty down the road here from uh, in Ponte Vedra about how things are going to pursue, uh, you know, proceed and I, I, yeah, I think it's like close to wrapping up tonight because that is all the reaction you can have on day one to this of like, seriously, we might have to move to close to daily pods because it, it a lot is going to happen. A lot of opinions are going to be shared. A lot of thinking um, needs to be done on this because holy shit. Yeah. What, is, what does it mean for the Ryder Cup? Like what are the European tour guys? Back in the Ryder Cup? Is Sergio back on the Ryder Cup team? Well, well, not only that, but like, again, this is my super rudimentary understanding of it. But like, if the if the DP World Tour is putting all of their commercial interests into this new bucket, like, doesn't that include their share of the Ryder Cup? For sure. Yeah. So now does that mean the PJ Tour and the PIF Our weirdly have like in the European partnership in the side? European Ryder Cups? Like... Guys, we might be no getting idea. pretty late in the late stage capitalism section of the uh, of this. Of I just golf. don't know what's left after this. I don't know what the stage. <laughs> I don't know what stage is after this. Uh, uh, yeah. So man, so tomorrow at eight a.m. for three hours of Ryder Cup talk. Is yeah, that, uh, exactly. is that on board? I'd like to re-record our episode we did last week. KBB, you did a great job on outside the lines today on Thank ESPN. You. That was great. Appreciate the ambush marketing of, of going on with your with your hat on that one. But I'm kind of a Rob to, Lowe uh, NFL hat vibe. True. I'm about to join my woke friends on MSNBC. Uh, <laughs> a little fret. So you going on uh, Maddow? Uh, going on Chris Hayes. Uh, oh, nice. So yeah. So if you want to, if you want to continue this conversation, uh, you can sketch me over there. I think around 8:40. So. Be kind of a sick. Well, yeah. You could do a bit, like a very pro Saudi bit. That would be kind of funny. You <laughs> uh, and McDermott is saying in the chat that Keith Pelly said they can't uh, play in the Ryder Cup as they are not members. Can they right. Take so that's like the whole thing, right? Up? Is like. Players are still not members. Like nothing has really changed on that. So like that's the whole thing is like if Liv goes away, which is speculation, but I, I feel like pretty informed speculation. If Liv goes away, like it's not like they flip a switch and all these guys are suddenly like members back of the PJ Tour. Like all that means is like those guys really can't play on any of the premium tours because like all those lawsuits still like all the rulings that have been passed down still hold up. Right. Like Honestly, those guys are not members. Yeah. I want to go to a live event now because it's going to sure. be oh, some really so bleak, interesting energy. Uh, like what that's going to be. I mean, maybe Trump Bedminster is the one to go to. I think uh, the the one big positive out of this is like it just seems like everybody's going to start stabbing each other pretty quick here. <laughs> and it seems like the leaks and all the stuff that like we've kind of heard but haven't been able to confirm and can't quite report and all all that stuff just. Yeah. Watch this space, guys, because it Honestly, really seems like people are going to be chatty. You know who's a winner is golf media companies like us, because like <laughs> we just got way more shit to talk about. Like all these people think that we took an L on this, brother. Let me tell you what, like, <laughs> we're laughing to the bank. We exactly. So, oh man, let's just state this though, in case it was unclear. Like everything we've said about you know the people that have been like complicit in sports washing to this point. PJ Tour is 100% complicit in sports watching now. Like, yes. there's no debating that. Like, again, 
for the folks out there that thought that we were just going to defend the Torah on everything possible, it was like, no, dude, we were very, very, very clear on exactly what we had issues with. And now that line has been very, very strongly blurred. And there's no other way around that now. So can I can I also shout out uh, the Golf Channel? Just oh, my God, for sure. I, I just saw a tweet from uh, James Colgan said uh, 637 p.m. today. Golf Channel finally took a commercial break. That's eight plus straight hours of live TV without a break. Wow. That is unbelievable. It's so hard. One, I didn't know that was all possible. I had to get one jab in there. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is the contracts, man. Seemed like those went away pretty quick. I don't know. To do that on short notice, like they didn't know this was coming today. Like to do that on that much short notice, rich learners out there at US Open sites and uh, I thought they uh, to do. I I honestly took me like eight hours to download all my thoughts and to like talk to people and source it and to go on TV as quickly as they did to have people talking about it around the clock was really impressive. And they did not hold, carry the tour's water for it. And uh, I'm excited to like watch some Golf Channel tonight because I think they're gonna have some more good content. Love it. Oh man, what should I reply to Bryson who's getting him, getting in my ass? Just be like, hey, come on the pod. Stop being a scaredy bit cat. Come yeah. on the pod. I think that's <laughs> I think that's great. He'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Tron's been on my ass about writing these glowing things about Bryson. Just send him some of those glowing columns that I wrote. <laughs> yeah, like, love hey, that. There, some people here have been riding for you. Did, like, uh, did not think I'd have Phil and Bryson in my mentions that, uh, as of today. Did not have that to start the day. But hey, well, congrats to us for scrambling the horses, uh, as, you know, scrambling the jets as fast as we did today. Cody got off a flight. He was preparing for the show while on a flight. Shout out to Delta's Wi-Fi, I believe, uh, mm -hmm. as well. He's currently running the ones and twos from an air, from the <laughs> airport that he landed at like two hours ago say, from the baggage you, claim. <laughs> if you see Cody at the airport, buy him a beer. <laughs> at least. Um, but it was uh, a very, very, very uh, bizarre, weirdly fun. Oh, Bryson deleted his tweet oh. already? Sad. Oh, my gosh. Growth. Just, yeah. it's, it's growth, man. Yeah, I'm sure he uh, he re replied to the tweet about the players not knowing about it. Again, as Norman knew about it one minute before the announcement, I'm going to guess <laughs> uh, going to guess that Bryson was not told about this. One of the most bizarre days of uh, of my career, I think we can we can definitively say. And who knows? Maybe it's just the start of uh, some really dramatic days here in the future. But holy shit, I still can't believe. I had more people text me today than when I got married or when we announced we were having a baby. Like, I swear to God. It was a total, uh, my phone absolutely blew up today. People I haven't heard from in years. Just like, holy shit. The question um, is, did any of those people you gave the free high nudes to, uh, did they hit you up or are they just using you? Oh, they're definitely just using me for sure. <laughs> definitely for sure. Hey man, cracking these nudes. Just, just thinking about you over there. <laughs> I hope, hope you're doing okay. I do want to send a congratulations out to Ellie De La Cruz for his first uh, major league hit, but tough news day oh, for congrats. Ellie to get his call up to Cincinnati Reds. He's batting cleanup and playing third base. Um, but he has got his first major league hit tonight and I'm excited Hell to watch yeah. that game. Oh so. yeah. Exciting. Guys, Cody, thanks so much for uh, scrambling into action today. DJ as well, TC and Neil, who have left us already. KBV for uh, you know you'll be covering covering this on multiple sites. Yeah, we got a couple of tweets to get to here. Uh, of course, Spencer Hall just thought about a Saudi-funded merger of the Big Ten and the SEC and <laughs> went blind and started smelling toast. Just uh, a lot of really good I, to see how far this reached today outside of the normal golf circle was really really entertaining. Um, yeah. And Antifaldo said the Canadian Open is golf's Castellanos. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, it's really, really oh, amazing. Deep.
deep so. drives the last couple of years. Ooh, right. there's a drive. There's a drive. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know if I'll ever sit this seat again. Oh, and the Saudis. Oh no, half the pivot. Oh darn it, that's that's terrible. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. Oh. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being available on Short Notes. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Record number of people watching our show live. First ever emergency live show. Um, I hope it's not the last. This was kind of fun. But uh, golf world has changed forever as of today. And we'll, we'll, we will be here to bring you all you need to know and the hot takes along with it. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks to all the sponsors. Uh, thanks for everyone for putting up with the extra sponsor load tonight, which we acknowledge and do appreciate from our sponsors because uh, this was a lot of fun to, to put together. So we'll see you back here on Sunday. A lot of live shows next week for the U.S. Open, all that good stuff. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Go Fireballs. bang a -lang! <laughs> Everybody knows the aces. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah! I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!